Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I am Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games blessing at Aoye Jr. Good afternoon, Tim. Good afternoon to you. And rounding out the group today, we have the big daddy himself, Game Over Greggy. It's time we sunset. Finally. The new face of video games. Oh. All right. Now. And I don't I know, know if we've talked about this. Like We've time. talked about it, but it's we're the three people who make things happen here. Mm-hmm. All right. We've talked about it. What an insult to Andy. <laughs> this is the one person that's Oh, my that's not God. Here. Andy, you kidding me? I don't need to learn about a shrimp cocktail. <laughs> all right. That's all that man knows anything about. Shrimp cocktail, boy. Actually, shrimp scampi is his dish of choice. Uh, well, yeah, I think we got to figure it out. Yeah, it could. I, the face of video games doesn't sound bad, and it's yeah, obviously, but, but it then, also like sounds, Seth Keeley's gonna call us exactly. Like, it what sounds the fuck? pretentious, yeah. right? That's what I'm saying. I'm a I'm a firm supporter of new face of video games because I think that it means something way more than any other thing we come up with. But I mean, it's you, so whatever you want. I just don't feel. It. I don't feel new anymore. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing. But right? you're also not the. So yeah. it's like it's we like can pretend by saying another you, face, another video game. one one of <laughs> one of the faces of video games. I, I kind of like you used to be one of the coolest dudes in video games. I used to be. Yeah, and then, I, then yeah. I became a big daddy. Yeah, mm. I got a glandular problem. Suddenly, it's got to be. You've taken all my names. You know, Forbes 3030, oh, yeah, a.k.a. Second Best Blue Eyes. I don't think that's, I didn't take that. I, I'm pretty both ways, you know. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. You tell me what you want to be. I'll, I'll call you whatever no, you this want. Isn't, and this isn't something we need to decide right now. I'm putting out the call to you, kind of funny best friends. I'm sure they're going to call me great names. We ne- <laughs> <laughs> they will. They will. Don't worry. We need something. We'll start thinking about it, all right? I'll brainstorm. Thank you. Um. Uh, yeah, that's the crew. Everybody, brainstorm away. Also, you're the bomber jacket boys. I guess. Yeah. We always still, are. Yeah. yeah. More things. We're, it's me and you. Same. You believe me now with the half uh, zip. On I'm the gonna arm. be honest with you, bless. Uh-huh. Every single time I see you in a bomber jacket, yep. I look over at you and see it, and it yep. makes me very happy. I'm proud of you. What Thank you? you half I still zip am it not convinced. Oh yeah, the arm. That you're not fucking with me. No, I've always done the half zip, the half zip on the arm zipper for the bomber jackets. Yeah. Every single time, like. For years now, it's been that way. Yeah. Well, I like that you have a thing, and I, I believe that you have a thing now. I I'm didn't believe more you. people don't do it. I yeah. thought it was a very regular thing. Because why wouldn't you? If you have a zipper, like you're not gonna you're not gonna put things in there. <laughs> you're not gonna use it for anything else. I would. Why not just have it zipped halfway? Otherwise, you're just we're wasting a zipper. I don't know. Get aesthetic to... with it, you know. Get aesthetic. But I feel then. aesthetic is all the way up or all the way down. I'm on the way up. Halfway. All the way up, actually. is uh, That's the answer, but whatever. Th- that's not what the show's about. The show's about video games and all the things that we love about them. And we have a lot to love today. A lot of cool things to talk about, including Alan Wake 2. Mm. You played it, Bless. I We're going to talk about it. Greg's playing Alan Wake Remastered. Got to be ready for Alan Wake 2. Really cool stuff. Bless, you played Dragon's Dogma 2? I played 2? an hour of Dragon's Dogma 2. <laughs> so much stuff. And I finally got my hands on the Switch Nitro deck. We're talking about all that stuff here on the Gamescast. Of course, you could watch it. On YouTube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for 
kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you if you want to go above and beyond though patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to be you can go there just like our patreon producers brave athos jedi master deadpool and delaney twining and you can get the show ad free you can watch it live as it's recorded you can get a whole bunch of bonus content including our hit show kind of beauty our daily greg ways it's a great time to be alive and on patreon so you better want to get over there right now and you won't have to hear our ads for shady rays rocket money and doordash like everyone else will um if you don't have any bucks to toss our way though that's totally cool when you're buying games on the epic game store please use our epic creator code kind of funny and at no extra cost to you uh we get some money and that's great that was aggressive was that was really aggressive if he came with that speed during the foot race yeah he might have beaten andy yeah 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 that was uh fast and furious and uh he's he has his third props good call there we go. Good oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We have, we have props, everybody. Um, let's get right into it. I don't want to go too long on this, but I do want to say I've been on my, my lifelong journey, Greg, and yeah. bless, to find the perfect Switch Joy-Con replacement. Have you finally done All it? Right. You found a Steam Deck. I have finally come <laughs> as, close, as close as I possibly can. This is the Nitro Deck, modeled after the Steam Deck. Oh. Um, and if you would like to hold it, bless, you can. It's finally here. They announced this thing. How's it feel? Feels like a Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they announced this thing uh, a while back, and I've been uh, patiently waiting for it to come. Been testing out a whole bunch of other solutions, and every solution I, I find, I'm like, this is good, but I don't like this. That's good, but I don't like that. Whatever. With this one, we're still not perfect. Everybody, we're yeah. still not perfect. The two biggest things going on right now. You got the rumble. Are, it does have rumble, but it's real shitty, Greg. You can uh, turn on that thing if you want. Turn on the switch. I'm sorry, I'm racing. He's oh, okay, good. Do you feel? Oh yeah, I've already turned it on. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how I do. Yeah, not good. It feels very third party. It yeah. feels very just kind of generic. Well, what rumble. do you want? Nintendo's not going to come save you. They're not going to give this, so you got to get what you get. But see, that's that's well, that's my problem. Like I, I'm trying to find the, the the solution here, and I'm a big fan of haptic feedback. I feel like the HD Rumble and Joy Cons and the Pro Controller, especially, and then uh, what the DualSense uh, is doing, like. It's important yeah. to the gaming experience, and when it rumbles shitty, it feels like this, and I, I'm not a big fan of that. Some of the buttons also, the, the triggers, a little mushier than I would like. Sure, I feel that. I feel uh, that. Just a little bit, though, um, and some of the face buttons, uh, specifically like the actual face buttons, still aren't the exact way that I want them. All of that out of the way, though, this is closest to what I have been dreaming of for so long. I love the heft of it. It is not too heavy. It feels very well designed. You can't just pull the switch out, which is always a problem with Joy-Cons, where you constantly feel like you're about to break the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? This snaps in and locks in, so you need to, like, unlock it's got it to, to pull it It's got it a out. nice heft here, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, what's really cool about it is you could also use it just as a controller. Like as a wireless controller or wired, I guess, controller to the Switch if you are uh, lacking uh, pro controllers or whatever. Um, and as it, it's set here, you can plug in uh, USB-C to dock it just straight from this thing. Nice. Um, so very versatile, really cool. There's a little kickstand like that's much nicer than the normal kickstand. It works for with the OLED and the non-OLED switches. Um, and uh, Barrett, I wasn't looking at the screen. You're so in I don't first know place. Trying to screw it up, right? God, I forgot how good I am. I don't know if you already forward. brought this up. Yeah, but these, it comes you in a whole, accelerate on. whole bunch of different colors. <laughs> Listen, I just picked up the goddamn thing. I don't know. I don't know how Tim plays. Like, it. Uh, a whole bunch of uh, colors, including like the a GameCube inspired one, a mm. Super Nintendo inspired, and a whole bunch of others. Hot. I went with the the white and black to to match all my themes. But also, Limited Run has two exclusive colorways 
um, that they have going on over there that are freaking awesome. Ah. Uh, very uh, Andy Cortez and Tim Gettys kind of uh, yeah. vibes. Um, so these are cool. Uh, even hearing this, this product. Yeah, you're right about the Rumble. Out. This Rumble sucks. Yeah, the Rumble's not good. You can just tell by the sound. Yeah. Are you using the back buttons? The uh, little, um... right. they, they, so yeah, it also has uh, two back paddles per um, side, and you can program to be whatever you want. Right now, they default to just the whatever the shoulders are, and I haven't. Yeah. I, I like to do it on a per game basis, but right. one programming button, super easy to do. You can change the uh, the light level of the LED, including off, which is always uh, a big factor for me. There's some of these controllers. They're great. But right. What's up? I got in third place. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. But anyways, get it I highly recommend this thing. I think it's great. It's coming way late into the Switch's life cycle. Bucks? No, so it's 90 bucks no. for it to come with a carrying case oh, okay. and all that stuff. I, I don't really think all that shit's necessary. Uh, you the, suck. The default price is uh, 60 bucks. Damn, um, that's actually a good deal. Yeah, pretty pretty damn good. It's very nice. I definitely think this is going to be my like Go standard uh, going forward for handheld play with this thing. Um, and yeah, I think it's, I love the amount of colors it's coming with it. Also, they don't yet, but they're going to sell oh. different, um, keycaps for you to use. So you can just switch them out if you don't like the feel of it. And also it's the hall effect stick. So you're not going to get any, um, uh, drift on these nice. things. So it's like a lot of good stuff going on in this thing. Um, I just wish it came out at the beginning of the switches life cycle, not the end of it. Um, but I'm hoping this does well enough. Ah, uh, for all the Switch games, they're still coming. The Four Horsemen. Plus. The Four Horsemen. We got to be able to play with uh, this thing. Super Mario Wonder. Definitely going to be playing on this. Hell yeah. Um, I hope that at the launch of the next Switch, it's, they're already selling one of these things. So you can check it out at cracked.gg. It's K-R-K-D.gg if you wanted to, to check this out. But this one, it gets the seal of approval from Tim Gettys. We've, wow. we've made it here. I will say it's still not the thing of my dreams. But I think it's as close as we're ever actually going to get. Gotcha. So I would recommend this one. And I would say so far, I recommend this over any of the other um, Joy-Con equivalents. Wow. Hell yeah. But enough about that. Let's talk about Alan Wake too. Bless, you played it. Yeah. Who'd you play it with? I played it with Sam Lake. It's pretty cool. The lead, the developer, the, the man who gave us Max Payne, who gave us, um, I was going to say Quantum Break. I don't know if I, he worked on Quantum Break. I don't know if he gave us Quantum Break, but like he's the, he's the dude. He's the he's the, the remedy dude. He's the remedy guy. Yeah, yeah. I played about two hours with Sam Lake. We have a let's play up of me playing with Sam Lake. It's edited down to about I think like fifteen minutes or so. You can find that over on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. But in my two hours of playing uh, playing it, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was really cool. It, was it creepy? It was creepy. Oh, it was definitely creepy. You say really fun, really cool. Did it live up to our expectations after Summer Game Fest? So you're the one that got to see it at Summer Game Fest. I was Game super Fest. stoked at Summer Game Fest. And I didn't see it at Summer Game Fest. Okay. And so I was I was riding the hype that you had infected me with. Yeah. And I'll say that, yeah, like it, it reached around there. Oh, like it's it, not, it does not like he nailed, nailed, knocked it But I, I'm also, if I was to pick anybody in this office to do an Alan Wake 2 preview, I probably would not have picked myself. Sure. Because like, one, I didn't play Alan Wake. I know you didn't play Alan Wake either. And I don't know if any of us have played Alan I'm Wake. I'm playing Alan Wake right now. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but two, yeah, like I, Alan Wake isn't in the forefront of my mind when, I, thought, when I think about like games I'm looking forward to or games that I want to try out, right? Sure. Like I'm not necessarily an Alan Wake person. Um, but playing the demo, I was pleasantly surprised. Like if I was to describe it anyway, I really liked uh, Control when Control came Hell out yeah, in 2019. I really fucked with Control, and I like some survival horror games, right? I really like the modern Resident Evil games. I think those are really fun. And the best compliment I can pay to Alan Wake Two is that it felt like such a good meeting of the weirdness and the trippiness of a game like Control mixed yeah. with the modern uh, survival horror stuff that we see with games like Resident Evil. Um, it's really unique though, and it's really different in a way that I like, and in a way that 
in, in ways that are a bit convoluted, but I think work to their benefit because again, okay. it reminds me a lot of control. So going into the demo, I did two different demos, right? I did um, a Saga Anderson chapter, a few chapters in. She's um, the FBI agent. She's the FBI agent that you play as. And then I did an Alan Wake chapter and that Alan Wake chapter was a bit further into the game. Okay. Um, I started off with a Saga chapter. That one was cool. So basically I go in, I am of course, FBI agent Saga Anderson. I have this case that I am uh, investigating. I arrive at Bright Falls, um, which is this small town that is referenced in Alan Wake, the original game. It's where it's set, yeah. Yeah, it's where it's set. Uh, and so I start off in this town, I'm walking around, I'm talking to people, and like it has, it has this like detective, creepy, like I think the the one I hear thrown around a lot from people when it comes to Remedy games is like Twin Peaks, like that sure. sort of thing. It has that sort of vibe to it where everybody is a bit off. <laughs> and you're like, you talk to anybody in this town, and it's like, you could be a murderer. Like, all of you guys have Everyone's this weird... like the janitor in control. Exactly. Like, every character has that sort of vibe to you where it's like, all right, what's up here? Um, I went around. I talked to people, interrogated people. I was looking for a specific person. Yeah, well, I was going to say, what case did they talk about? What case brought you here? Like, what your... It was a, it was definitely a specific case. I don't have the name of the sure, case, sure. but I was I was looking for... I have it written down here. I was looking for this lady called, named Ilma, okay. who's from, who is located here. Um, one of the things that's cool is if you press the on xbox i believe it's like the select button yeah. um you press the back button it'll take you to this mind palace yeah place mind where mind palace yeah the mind palace where it literally is what you think of when you think of a mind palace um where in, what do you in, think of when you think of a mind palace Tim? I, I i think of the scene in red versus blue season two i think when oh, they go inside caboose's head See, I, my this... my reference for for mind palace is sherlock where he's literally like oh. walking around oh yeah i thought persona Oh yeah, no, I guess Persona <laughs> too. That's, that's yeah, if you're an audio or if you're a visual uh, listener, you see this isn't Saga's Mind Palace. It is a cabin. She's in her comfy clothes. She makes a tea. She's got the string theory wall yep. connecting all the clues. She's got the thing where she's got a profile of different people. This is when they showed this at the demo at SGF when I was like, oh yeah. fuck. Okay. And it blew, this is one of the things that blew my mind when I was playing this game because in any other game where I would press the touchpad on PlayStation mm. and it brings you up to a menu and now, now you're going through your missions and doing all these things in a menu, you press the button. Boom, you're in a different place. Like it it feels like the power of the SSD being actually like, you know, fully realized. So you press the button, you're just in a different place all of a sudden. But is it gameplay or is it just like kind of like a, a cutscene looking thing? It's gameplay. Yeah. So you press the button and boom, you're in this different place and you can walk up and yeah, you can look at your string theory or you can walk somewhere else and like look at your missions or you can walk somewhere else. And, and you know, a it lot looked of, like here. I'm sorry. Go for it. Go for it. Because my question, what we just saw here, she was mid conversation with these two bikers. Yes. Jumped into the mind palace. Yes. Looked at stuff. And then that opened a new dialogue option. Exactly. So what ha what is happening there? She's asking these dudes. She's like, hey, I'm looking for Ilma. Where can I find this Ilma person? The dudes are talking to her as if they know who she is. And they're like, oh, hey, Saga, nice to see you. Welcome back. Like, you know, you, you lived here. And the Saga's like, is she in her thoughts? She's like, they're speaking like, they, like they've like they met me before. Like, okay. it's that kind of, like, internal dialogue that she's going through. She then, I then press the, the back button on the Xbox to then, boom, transport to this mind palace. And then I look at my string theory. I kind of put two and two together of, like, oh, they must be thinking this because of a story that they were told by Ilma. So maybe... Maybe I should just play along. And Got then you it. transport Got back, it. and then you get that extra line of dialogue that you can then say, that's cool. and that'll then help progress the story. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, really quick. Uh, the B-roll that we have here was a B-roll provided by uh, Remedy, good not call. your uh, gameplay. Very good call. Yeah, so if you want to check out my gameplay, again, that other video over on YouTube.com is kind of funny games. Everything that Bear is showing currently is, is B-roll provided directly from uh, Remedy. So my question is watching this then. Of course, we're a detriment. We can't hear it. We're not, you know, like all of our attention to it. 
when they said all that, did she say like, oh, maybe I should go to my mind palace? Or is that like an optional thing? You, it was you just could, an optional okay, thing okay. Yeah, that I went into and I went to my mind palace, did that. And then I want to say, actually, it was probably, um, I think it was like a pop-up in the corner. That's like okay. mind palace update, right? Yeah. It tells you when there's something new in the mind palace to go look at. Uh, so you have that to kind of fill you in. But yeah, did that. I then started walking around in the woods and pretty quickly on, I ran into some enemies. And okay. they're what you expect for survival horror type enemies. They're like these weird fucked up looking guys that um, zoom around pretty, pretty quickly and you have to take them they out. They had the darkness on them still, right? Yeah, they had the darkness on them. And it's okay. one of those things where it feels mm. exa exactly how you think you'd feel as a survival horror thing. And so you have, um, you have a pistol, you have a shotgun, you have, you have limited ammo and like, it is, oh man, I gotta make sure that I'm getting these guys, getting these headshots or else I'm wasting ammo and it's gonna be trouble. One thing I want to pop in, I, I wanted to check my notes, but I, I didn't even bother. I just Googled it. We keep saying Mind Palace. It's the Mind Place. That's what they're calling it this way. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, one of the things also to point out, too, is that you have a flashlight, like in many survival horror games. But in this well, one... That was iconic for Alan Wake, though. Yeah, exactly. And, if this, and when you shine your flashlight at an enemy that has the darkness on them... Yeah, like, uh, it shocks them. Yeah, it, it gives like. them a little, a little stun uh, so you can take them out that way. And Whoa, yeah. he's fast. Uh, and yeah, like the combat felt pretty cool, right? Like it has it has this like vibe, and I I, I think the environment for where you're at, right, this small town, foresty kind of area, it felt creepy while playing this. Yeah. Like I, I I was I was feeling like the the tenseness of like, oh shit, I don't like being here. Like yeah. there's something eerie about this location that I'm in. I then went from the area that you saw in the gameplay there to then going over to the spot called Coffee World. Coffee World is a theme park that is themed around coffee. Um, and so, you know, I start off, I go there, I check out this uh, shack toward the front and it's locked and I know I have to go and find the key. I go and I find this ride called the Percolator and <laughs> it's like this merry-go-round type thing. And like I run into enemies, I take out the enemies there in the same way, right? I shine the flashlight yeah, at them, yeah. I, sh I, I stun them, I take them out and find the key. And it's that thing where as soon as I did that, I turned to Sam Lake and I'm like, um, I'm my way back to this to the shack. I'm gonna run into new enemies, aren't I? <laughs> and he's like, you know, who knows? Yeah, they're like, like the PR guy in the back was like, yeah, are we that? I don't think he's PR actually, but the other dev in the back was like, um, uh, are we that obvious? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we know what these games are, but uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then I then shifted over to playing as Alan Wake. And when I tell you that, right. it feels like I'm playing an entirely different game as Alan Wake, right? Where as Saga Anderson, you're in this realistic environment you're fighting these monstrous people or whatever right as alan wake you are in this alternate distorted dimension right this distorted version of new york and you're walking through and there's an item that i got early on in this mission as alan wake i don't think it was this mission um, but like in my mission that i was playing as alan wake where i get this item where i i press a button and all of a sudden things in the world shift on a dime and it reminds me of playing like a, if you played uh, antimatter or um, like a, like any of those trippy kind of first person puzzle games, it kind of had that vibe mm. to it of, oh, I am changing the environment oh, around wow. me. Yeah. Right now, if you're looking at the video, he just did it. It's not a screwdriver. Yeah. Where you just, it's, it's like at a snap of a finger where you're just in a different place and you're using that to get to new locations. You're using that to solve puzzles, figure out like, okay, if I go down these stairs and then snap and then come back up. Where am I now? You know, you're doing those kind of things, which is pretty cool. And then you're running into similar sort of shadowy enemies, except in this location that you're at as Alan Wake, the enemies are like these full shadows. And not all of them are here to attack you. But if you see one that looks like it's about to like 
attack you. You flash the, sh the flashlight at them and then uh, take him down with your gun uh, to, to take him out. Um, Dude, the lighting looks really cool, especially with like the shadow enemies here and with this like, kind of like red lights uh, going on, just kind of shading everything. Like it is a lot of the gameplay kind of based on like using your light and like c cover and stuff based on shadows. Yeah, like it's really visually stunning, um, this area of the game. And yeah, like a lot of the gameplay honestly is you kind of using perspective and using like, all right, what weird shit am I looking at right now? And how can I figure out how to solve this puzzle? So right now, like as Alan Wake, if you look at the gameplay that's on screen, there's just like a lot of weird, I guess, twisty twirlies in the air that you're looking at. And then you flash your flashlight at them to like get the shadows out of there and then you take out the shadows, right? Yeah, you have that. But then, yeah, like there was another area where I was rocking around twisty and I don't, know, twisty, I don't know the right word for whatever, I, but like, I guess distortions in the air. Um, <laughs> but there was another area where I was, I was um, walking toward and it had a yellow light. Um, and I pressed my button to like shift perspective, uh, perspective and all of a sudden, like I'm looking at the green light and that's how they kind of signal, oh, you're looking at the green version of this area versus the yellow version of this area. So they do cool things with lighting in, uh, in that sense. But yeah, like in playing through it, I, I went from being like, all right, cool. Alan Wake, is another, Alan Wake 2 is another game that's coming out this year to being like, oh, okay. Like this actually seems really interesting. And for me, it's, uh, for what I liked out of control, which was the weird shit and yeah. like this unexpected um, uh, world building bits that they added into there, into like the... Um, the what's it called the foundation or like what are the, the location that you're in in control the weird stuff that they use to the build this house the oldest house thank you the weird shit that they built into making that world feel so different so weird um that stuff feels like it's feeding into alan wake too in For a way sure. that i'm really liking so far um and so yeah like i had a pretty fun time with this preview would it make you want to go back to play alan wake one remastered I don't think so, but also, you know, talking to, to Sam Lake, right, he mentioned that Island Wake 2 is made for people to jump into, right? Like, you don't need to play Island Wake Remastered. It's there for you if you want to go to it, but uh, if you want to, you can jump into Island Wake 2 fresh, right? Because, like, this is, again, a game, uh, this is a remedy game way post Island Wake. It's a remedy game post Control. I think they're making a game here for their fans that are old and new at the same time. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm somebody who's not going to play Island Wake the first one, but I think Greg might be. Greg Miller, hey, are you howdy. someone that might play Alan Wake 1 Remastered? I am, Tim, and I'm playing it right now. Thanks wow. for asking. I'm about a little over halfway through the game right now. Um, yeah, you know, Alan... What is that for context? Uh, Alan Wake, uh, that's chapter four, right? Yeah, I'm at chapter four. Cause so, it's, uh, like, hour-wise, though? Oh, I don't want to go look at my PlayStation. But it's been two solid nights of playtime. Cool. You know what I mean? We'll say that. Um... Yeah, Alan Wake's an interesting one for me. Uh, you know, way back before any of this, when I was just a kid with a PS2, I loved Max Payne. And so I knew Remedy and I knew Sam Lake's face from that, obviously. Um, <laughs> and then when I got to IGN, I remember in 2010 when Alan Wake came out and the Xbox team was all about it. And I remember starting it then and like, you know, I love horror. I, I, I loved what I had played of Remedy before. I remember starting it and it was the maybe it was the voice acting. Maybe it was just the gameplay of a flashlight and a gun. Like it wasn't. Nah, it didn't work for me. Put it down, and I'll come back to another time. You know, obviously, many a year went by. The remaster came out. I was like, here's my shot, and I, you know, got it and popped it on. Like, I'll talk about this for PS I Love You. Play it on uh, PlayStation. And popped it on, and it was the same thing where I'm not in the mood for this. This is, is this, I don't know what I'm getting into, da 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 And so that, for the longest time, was my story about Alan Wake, right? And I think when Remedy launched uh, Quantum Break, uh, I was all about that. I jumped in. I, I love... 
I, I and for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, with the exception of Alan Wake, right? I love Remedy. I love the weird shit. I love uh, sci-fi. I love if it's gonna be horror. I love if it's just gonna be creepy or whatever. And so, Quantum Break, despite any of its, you know, <coughs> flaws, I enjoyed my time with and had a lot of fun with. Right? When Control was coming up, I was like, "This looks fucking insane, incredible." Jumped in, and it was right, and it was such a great. This is the X Files. You are, you know, you're in charge of it now because you have the gun and da da da. da. Here are the powers, here's the stuff. Here's the ashtray maze, like you know, mm. all these amazing things. Let alone little references to Alan Wake. Then of course the AWE DLC for it that I didn't play. Mm. Uh, and it was that idea of like, okay, cool. Well, do you think you'll get there? We'll get there in a second. Mm. Okay, cool. Like that's all well and good, but I'm gonna be on my way. And then of course them announcing Alan Wake two, going to SGF, seeing it, and being like, holy shit, like. I cannot wait for that game. That game looks so fucking good for me. You know, again, like everything I am coming in October. Yeah, let's go. Right. And like, I love the split narrative. I love that nobody knows what's going on, what's going on with reality, yada, yada, yada. And I think it's such a, like what I described at SGF after we saw it, right. was like them pulling so much of control into this and putting it into Alan Wake 2 and all the lessons learned there and putting it into this cinematic thrilling story game that's going to be weird as fuck and i was like yeah let's go so disappointed i missed this demo because i was on vacation anyways though yes i was like you know what let's give it one more college try it is spooky season we have the pumpkins we have the halloween decorations up it's time to start doing it and so yeah i jumped back in uh two nights ago three nights ago started from scratch and i'll wake playthrough and it finally hit it's finally working for me i'm finally into it and i think part of it is i want to be ready for this part of it is oh man like the, some of the weird shit they were doing in control, they were doing here. And I wasn't, I, you know, I just never mm. played far enough to pay attention to what's going on of Alan Wake showing up, you know, for a retreat. He's got, <coughs> or not even a retreat, I guess, a retreat from his problems, right? He's got rider block, rider's block. He goes up to the Pacific North, Northwest here with his wife. And, you know, she disappears. And he's on this crazy journey fighting people with the darkness imbibed things and dealing with what feels like multiple realities as he finds a manuscript he did not write, but is chronicling what's happening before it happens. And sometimes after it happens, like it's a great, again, twin peaks, uh, sci-fi horror story of like, what exactly is going on? Who is this, you know, woman in all black that's uh, pulling the strings on this and changing people and possessing people and da 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 da. Like it's hitting right now really well for me. And, you know, I've tweeted about playing it a few times and so many people have been like, I'm surprised it holds up so well. Like, you know what I mean? I, I came back for the remastered and I enjoyed it or this, that, the other. And like, you know, it does get repetitive and da, da, da. And I agree with all that. Like, I think, you know, it's funny when we saw Alan Wake 2 at SGF and then left and we're talking to each other about it. And then uh, I was talking to you guys about it. And then when I was talking to Piers about it, I remember talking to Kurt from GameSpot and being like, yeah, some of the dialogue seemed weird. He's like, yeah, it did. But it's also the way Alan Wake is like Alan Wake isn't a great writer in my head canon. So the way he talks and writes and narrates his adventure mm. is meant to be clunky. And I'm getting a lot of that in Alan Wake remastered mm. again in an endearing way, not in an annoying way. And you know, it's a very linear game, which I'm surprised by. I, I what I'm really, and I, I'm not surprised by the linear nature. I guess I knew that I'm more surprised by how linear it is. And then also that I, ha I had, it, I had it wrong where one of the things I thought a lot about is, you know, it's the same gameplay mechanic of shine your flashlight, shoot them, you have flares, you have flashbangs, you have a shotgun. Luigi's whatever. Mansion. They stole it. Luigi's Mansion. And so I was very much thinking, oh, this is going to be a 
every bullet counts, every battery counts. I'm going to be out. And like, I have not, I'm playing on normal. I have not, I'm swimming in batteries, swimming in ammunition. It is, it is very much like, oh, okay, cool. It is about getting from point A to point B, solving this combat puzzle or fighting off these guys and then getting to the next story beat or whatever, which is hitting for me and isn't overstaying its welcome. Again, like, you know, six chapters of the main game. Then there's the two DLC things. Uh, I'm having fun with it. I do want it beaten for Alan Wake too. You know, it's easy to say right now, but we're waiting and review codes are starting to drop for the next wave here. So there's a lot of things happening, but I hope to power through and be done with it and be ready for Alan Wake too. I did to your question earlier, get the, all right, God damn it. Redownload control. Cause I love control. Yeah. I've always wanted to do a PS five run on it. Cause you know, it came out with that bells and whistles version or whatever, but I'm now like, uh, timing. I don't know if it's going to well, do you need to play through it all to play the Alan Wake deal. I don't remember. And I haven't looked into it yet. Cause and now I'm to the point of even when I opened up the Alan Wake, uh, Wikipedia to have the thing. Like, I don't know. I have my theories of where Alan Wake's going. I have my mm. theories based on what I saw in red and control. I have my theories based on what I've seen, in the, but I really don't know cool. what the end of Alan Wake one is. And so it's that whole thing of like, I'm, keeping an eye out but i'm also being realistic about my time but also wanting this and that and the other and like i you know have talked to sam and the team at remedy about like oh is it a fresh start and blah blah you mm. jump right in i'd rather have that with me i think what more realistically will happen is either i will finish alan wake remastered and then read about awe or get pulled away from alan wake remastered and then have to read about the end of alan wake remastered and then do it but I, you gotcha. know these are the hopes for it or whatever to get in there what's the gameplay similarity between what you're playing in remaster and what you're seeing in Alan Wake 2? The mechanic is there. It's much more dynamic from the way people are moving there. The way you, when they were showing Saga's gameplay and they really were warping around, I, you do have people in these first four chapters or whatever that are moving quickly, but not to the level you're seeing that. Uh, aiming is way more of a thing in that than it is in this. This is very much like, you're, you know, you hold down left trigger to pull up your flashlight to aim your beam, and then you shoot with right trigger. And so it's a lot of time once I've beaten, uh, once I've beaten off these guys and gotten the darkness off of them, yeah. then I'm just tapping our trigger and it's just shooting them basically as it needs to be. You were, or the B roll we saw there was going for headshots and doing some yeah. actual damage. I'm not, once I get into combat, I was like, oh, this is like Resident Evil. Yeah. And that's what it spoke to me looking at it too. Whereas this is not on rails by any stress of imagination that and I wouldn't even mean like on rails, like an on rail shooter. I mean, like this isn't brain dead, but it isn't like I'm, I'm, I don't need to worry about aiming or anything like mm -hmm. that. It's very rare to miss for any reason in this one. This Are you one getting like even more excited? Cause I know you were so high on it after summer game fest playing through remastered. Is it making you like, Oh yeah. Damn, it's asking dude. a lot of questions is doing a lot of cool things. You know, I didn't again, pay too much attention when remastered came, but there was one point where I was playing remastered and, uh, I think it was in a flashback. There was a, yeah, not UPC. The ones where you scan them and you get sent somewhere. What's that? The little image. Oh, wow. Uh, QR, QR code. QR code. Thank you, UPC. There was a QR code and I scanned it and it popped a YouTube video on my phone that was, I recognized it from watching it shot with the guy from Alan Wake 2. Of like, oh, they did all these little interstitials when they were probably filming Alan Wake 2's live action stuff. They film stuff to put into this unless I'm totally wrong. And these were there originally and it's possible, but whatever. And it's like, Oh, that's fascinating of like trying to bridge them together that way or whatever. So it's, it's feeding into the hype, especially with me not knowing where I'm going and what's going. And then again, how this would end and how it's going to go. But then also what my theory right now is for what's happening in the world, let alone the universe and what that meant for control that I didn't even pick up on and why I would love to do another play of control. But eh, look at that. You love it when it works out. Love it. I doubt I'll have time to actually get through that and go for that, but I'm having a great time and I can't wait for Alan Wake too.
Well, one of the things you mentioned was the ashtray maze from Control, yeah. and one of the questions I asked while I was playing Alan Wake 2 uh, to Sam was like, is there a um, an ashtray, ashtray maze moment in Alan Wake 2? And him and the other dev that was in the room Gosh. were like both like excited. Like they were like, oh dude, yeah. yeah. Like they're like, was, that got me excited because again, I think that's them looking at what worked about Control and sure. like what's things, what things can we take and elevate going into this next game? Um, and yeah, like once I asked that question, they were like, oh yeah, for sure. And I, again, you know, for me personally, for Alan Wake 2 hype levels, like from what I saw at SGF, it just looks like that detective game I've wanted for so long where it is thinking through the clues and putting them in order and not necessarily having your hand held and not necessarily having it feel like, did you feel like you were doing detective work? Did it work that you, yeah. it wasn't all set? Like, yeah, I love that. And, but not also being thrown in the deep end. Like I feel like, uh, Ellie Noir did where mm. sure there was the facial tics that were so easy, but there were the amount of times it was like there. I'll never forget this one hotel ledger they spun to me and I just tapped on every name until it was like you got it I was like thank you I had no idea what the fuck you're looking for I, I am lacking a little bit of context though Barrett if it'd be possible to bring up the Alan Way 2 b-roll of the the mind place, mind I, place I still just don't really understand how that becomes gameplay of like figuring out the detective uh work of it all without it being like extremely handheld like it seems like things are just kind of popping well, up around so I think they're doing two different things there the stuff he we saw a little bit was this profiling thing. This is again off of my. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. My memory of SGF versus what you actually played. Yeah, so right? in the top bottom left there, you saw like the pop up. See, there's there. a wall over there you can go to, Tim. That's the string theory thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is I don't even know what they call it, but it's a little bit of like pulling information from it and then whatever she's saying and da 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 da, yeah. and then come back and play it in. Yeah, but like, what are you doing too. here? See, this this is more of a cutscene. Right okay, oh, like this, okay, this, okay. This, this right you. here is always gotcha. happening. This is more her. Right now, there are thoughts going through her head of yep. like, oh, they must be like tr putting together what's happening. So this is kind of the results of the things that you decided to piece exactly. together a second exactly. ago. Exactly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. That adds up. To yeah, but usually like when you go into the mind place, it's more so walking around. And yeah, you're looking at the wall that Greg mentioned and doing the string theory. Uh, the thing that you just did, I think, is based off of, oh, I just got this inf information. It popped up in the corner. Let me go in and immediately put this thing together. Now I'm getting more exposition. And now I have cool. this new dialogue option that I can do in the real world. That's pretty cool. Hold on. I want to throw over to Barrett on assets. This is the wall that got me excited. Kind of the wall of weird uh from smallville of course barrett i'm tossing it into assets that's a time stamped one from the ign first they're doing right now this shows you more the wall and the questions and like a little bit of the string of trying to figure it out because when they were showing it originally at sgf to me i was like well can you do it in any order is it is it telling you like no you can put it up and do it so it's like you're assembling what you've found so far through the game and what information you have let alone the fact that it also then acts like um active time lore yeah. from Final Fantasy of like reminding you of where you're at in the story but like see right, it's again we're talking over it, but you saw them cycling through the Polaroids of do you want to put the Polaroid there then put this one behind it and then link it all together to find out what's going on that's pretty sick yeah D did it feel like understandable I'll say this is what I'll say uh, this was quite a few missions in and I was and like you know this is Sam trying to w talk me through like what's happening. It felt very convoluted in the moment, but I think if I if I had started from the beginning and gotten the tutorial and all that stuff, I think it would have been way easier to understand. But yeah, in the moment being thrown into it, I was like, all right, cool. I'm just pressing buttons. I'm putting these yeah, things yeah, on the yeah. wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what. And what... I guess it works. <laughs> 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 well, that's really cool. Any final thoughts on either Alan Wake One Remastered or Alan Wake Two? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it seems it seems really cool. I hope I beat Remastered before whatever next 
review cycle comes in and gets us whatever. But like, having a great time, and I can't wait for Alan Wake too. With, with where you're at, not that this matters that much, Greg. But are you most excited? I remember at some point you said you're most excited for Alan Wake too. Is My that- most anticipated game of the year. Still. That's what I said at SGF. Yeah, yeah. That really pissed off Insomniac. Let me yeah. tell you. Oh, yeah. James Stevenson won't let me off the hook for Never. it. Never. But here we are, less than a month from Spider-Man 2, and I'll tell you to your face, Tim Geddes, I am most excited for Alan Wake 2. Damn. Damn. What are you most excited for, Bless? Ooh, for the rest of the year or between the two? I mean, is there a different... Oh, both, I guess. I mean, I guess uh, for the rest of the year, I guess, yeah, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I guess Spider-Man 2. I, I, I like... <laughs> What, what, what else is coming? I was going to say maybe Mario RPG. But oh, over Mario Wonder. Is Mario Wonder oh, even fuck. in the conversation? Mario Wonder is not over Spider-Man 2 for me. Mario Wonder might be a strong number two. So yeah, I'll go Spider-Man 2, Mario Wonder, maybe Mario RPG, and then probably Alan Wake 2. Wow, I'm yeah. so excited Mario RPG is that high. Oh yeah, very excited. See, very. my thing for it is like, I feel like it's the same argument we've had so many times. Spider-Man 2 is a known quantity. It's gonna be a fucking amazing game, and I can't wait for it. Like yeah. I'm so excited, I'm I'm hyped. I you know check my email all the time for anything about it. But it's like Alan Wake Two still, even though I'm playing number one now, and like oh I understand a bit more of this world and what's going on. Alan Wake Two, I feel like is going to be this really interesting story, and I feel that's gonna be a, a you know a beginning, a middle, and an end. Where Spider Man's going to be the story will be great, and Peter and Harry, it's gonna be web swinging. It's gonna be every backpack. It's gonna be doing yeah. this. It's gonna be finding shirtless Spider Man. It's gonna like. It's going to be a smorgasbord open world. Does it go for 25 or 55 hours? And what am I doing? Where Alan Wake, I feel like, is going to be like it is right now, where it's like, I kiss Jen goodnight. I go downstairs. I turn off all the lights. I sit there and I go and I'm like, all right. And like, hours and of- Alan Wake does the whole thing of every episode of like previously on Alan Wake. And it's like, this is what happened. And I'm like, oh man, it's, it feels like you're having these show moments. Oh, I did, I did forget there's a Sonic the Hedgehog coming out this Dude. year. Dude. <laughs> Did you hear the new theme song? No. They debuted the theme song. It's pretty damn good. Oh, let's go. Good. We'll let's be talking a lot about Sonic I'm Superstars. Sonic. Dude, it's coming out so soon. We're like three weeks away from that one. I know. It's going to be a hype month. <sighs> it's going to be good. Uh, stay tuned to YouTube.com slash kind of funny games for the rest of the coverage this year for video games because there's so much. And you can do that all ad free by going to Patreon.com slash kind of funny. But for everyone else, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? Is the hot sauce bottle empty? You can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kind of Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. If you want even more value, you can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership with easy substitutes right in the app and best in class customer support. You can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. 
This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com. Use the code kinda funny. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's rocketmoney.com slash Kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. I've never archived. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A Trello code request card. So I'm going through about 500 right now. <laughs> Just like yeah, archiving while we talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on from some previews to more previews. <gasps> Dragon's Dogma 2. <gasps> you got to play some Capcom stuff. Yeah. You got to play Dragon's Dogma 2. So I got to go to TGS. Uh, in San Francisco. Yeah, you keep burying that. You keep leaving a pregnant pause. The event was called TGS at the Bay. It was thrown by Capcom. People got to come through, play some Capcom games. I got to play um, Resident Evil Village on the iPad. Pretty cool. It was Resident Evil Village on the iPad, uh, and it worked. Um, Did they have medium on the iPad? They didn't have the medium, no, sadly, unfortunately. I also got to play AKI, AKI 
or Aki, the character from Street Fighter, the new one coming up. She's pretty cool. Uh, but then, yeah, I got to play an hour of Dragon's Dogma 2. And this has been a weird week of previews for me because, like, I wouldn't have assigned myself on these previews. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, I ended up playing these games anyway. Um, but, yeah, Dragon's Dogma 2 going into it. I, I did not play Dragon's Dogma 1. My impression of Dragon's Dogma 1 has been generic action fantasy RPG game. Right, like I, if you, if I were to look at screenshots or if I were to look at gameplay of Dragon's Dogma One, I'll just assume that that's it. Getting my hand, my hands on Dragon's Dogma Two, it's that, but also way weirder than I thought it was gonna be. So going into it, right, like getting my hands on this game, uh, my immediate thought was, oh no, this is a, this is like, oh PS no, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> this is like a PlayStation Three game. Like this feels like it belongs two generations ago, but. As I kept playing it, I was pleasantly surprised by how much fun I was hey. having. Um, so it starts off, I, you, uh, you, in this demo, we had three different vocations we could choose from. Vocations essentially being your class. Um, you could choose to be a fighter, you could choose to be a thief, or you could choose to be an, an archer. I believe when the game comes out, there will be more vocations as you get further into the game, right? One of the, some of the ones they um, announced during uh, one of the trailers here was the Mystic Spearhand and the Magic Archer. And so I believe those are advanced vocations that you unlock. But I picked the the fighter that gave me a sword and a shield, and I was oh, going, wow. yeah, I was going through and I was fighting little goblin guys and hanging out with my pawns. My pawns are basically my companions. Uh, I believe the way it works is that like I have pawns that belong to me, but then also there are pawns that fill in my party that are from people online, like other players who are playing and they have mm. pawns, but then they're pawns like out your pawns. And now you just have, now you have like essentially- got pawns on pawns on pawns You got a bunch of pawns that are basically like four companions that you have hanging around you. Um, and so in my demo, I had a <laughs> I had a dude named Max. Ooh, Max is actually here. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's my dude, Max. Yeah, you had Max and I went to Max and I pressed the button for Max to like take me to their mission. Cause these pawns basically have their like quests that are associated um with them that they'll like lead you to and so i go to max and i'm like max point me in a direction and i ran and i and i followed max and i followed max and when i tell you that in this hour-long demo i chased after max for 45 minutes <laughs> i followed this character across the fucking map to a cave that max took me to did that feel like that's the game, or did you feel like you definitely did up. this wrong? That, I, I, I both. I think. Like, I think I just, I just got a mission that, like, maybe wasn't the best mission to do for a demo, but it was the mission that I had. I followed Max for forty-five minutes. I'm sure there's other things I could have done, but I just chose to do this thing, and I didn't want to abandon it because, like, I mean, it hits that point. Yeah. After a while, I'm like, well, I'm here. Like, I'm following Max. Um, the the thing that won me over though is all the things that happened along the way, which are mainly just combat encounters, right? But like along the way, I would get into fights with goblins and the combat was fun. No lock on, which at first felt weird, but then I eventually grew into it. The thing that really brought me in though, is when I ran into a big Cyclops and I start fighting the Cyclops and the um, PR person that was looking over my shoulder was like, hey, you know, you can climb that. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll try to climb the Cyclops. And I climbed the Cyclops, I got to the top of it, and I stabbed it in the eye, and its weak point, and it felt exactly like Shadow of Colossus. Like, Ooh. exactly like Shadow of Colossus. And I was like, that's pretty neat. And then, you know, I went on, I killed the, killed <laughs> the goblin. Neat. That's neat. <laughs> killed the goblin, kept running and following Max for another 10 minutes. <laughs> 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 Max. And then I ran into a griffin. 
and this griffin starts attacking us and this griffin apparently had like fucking four health bars and i was fighting this griffin for a minute but then i climbed onto the griffin and i try to climb onto his head and then the griffin takes off and now we're flying in the air while i'm trying to fucking stab this griffin and it was the coolest thing ever i had so much fun trying to take down this griffin slowly um game sounds like whiplash <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it was this. Well, then it was the best thing I ever did. And that's exactly what it felt like, right? Like first getting into it. I think my read on it is that if you played Dragon's Dogma before, I assume this is what Dragon's Dogma One was. Because again, it, Dragon's Dogma One came out for the PS3. This playing it, the loop of it felt like I was playing a PS3 ass game. But once I got into it, I was like, oh. Okay, this is actually fun. I can see where people get into this because, like, also as I was playing, I was like, "Damn, all right, cool." Like, I, once I got to the cave, I was picking up new weapons, and I got excited about the idea of maybe replacing my weapon with a different weapon. But then the weapons were vocation specific, and so now I'm like, "Oh, but if I unlock a new class, then I could actually use this weapon." And I started to think about that way that you would, and I guess any RPG, and those pulls started to hit for me in a way where mm. I kind of want to play Dragon's Dogma 2 when it comes out. Wow. Yeah, like, after, him, after, after doing all this shit, after, like, following Max for 45 minutes, I started to, to, to get it. Um, Every night you go to sleep thinking about where Max might be now. Dude, I couldn't believe how long I was following Max for. Because I was... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, poor no, bird thing. This also is not my gameplay. This is B-roll provided by Capcom, and I believe this is the... Ooh, what class would this be? This would be the Thief class. Um, but, yeah, like... I don't know. There's something about it that was intoxicating. That was fun. The combat felt great. The world looks really good. Um, the When it gets dark, it gets really dark outside. Like, you have to uh, pull out a torch, or you can go to a camp and um, fast forward time that way. At nighttime, different enemies come out. Cool. One of them ones, yeah. Yeah, one of them ones. One of them so ones. What, what is it that you, you keep saying this PS3 thing? Let's pretend that you didn't know Dragon's Dogma 1 yeah. was on that generation. Mm -hmm. What about it feels PS3? I guess just like it doesn't really hold your hand and like you're okay so you're doing a lot of running and a lot of like traversal like I'm, I'm not sure what the fast travel situation is and I don't think there are like any vehicles or anything like that so the fact that I ran across a map for 45 minutes first and foremost you're like, like this is a pretty big uh, old uh, <laughs> yeah I'm like this feels old in the uh, in that sense but then yeah it not having lock on felt kind of weird it like even when I go through the menus and look at the equipment stuff and look through like my character stuff it all feels a bit Again, archaic, but in a way that just feels like it might just be inherent to what that um, what that thing is. But yeah, like I think even in the look of the world and the characters, like it has this aesthetic that is we're fantasy, and that it kind of a bit of it stops there, right? I didn't well, when I say I like how the game looks, right? Like I like the lighting of it, I like the um, fidelity of it and stuff, but there wasn't necessarily a charm to the art style necessarily mm. that spoke to me. Um, it just felt like a bit like it, it reminded me of looking at a PS3 fantasy game. Um, and like, I, I know a lot of this sounds harsh and a lot of it sounds bad, but like, I say this all it with, sounds positive though. Like, it's yeah, yeah, you can be critical of it, but the fact that you still want to play it when it comes out, yeah, that's fun. my thing is like, uh, once I got into it, all that kind of flew past me and I kind of just enjoyed the experience for what it was. And I had a good time when I was when I got into the gameplay loop of it. Do we have a release date for this one? No, so oh, wow, yeah. Do you, so when this does ever come out, do you think that this is going to be something that you kind of like, you're like, oh, I, I want to to review this or are you are going to be like, oh, I'll, I'll dabble with it and see? For me, it'll be a dabble, right? Okay. Like for me, it'll be, I'm going to pick it up and, and play around with it. I don't know if I want to see this game all the way through yet. I think I could get there, right? I think another thing is just, just the fact that this is a, I think when this game gets closer to its release, I think you see a lot of Dragon's Dogma fans 
show the hype and actually show up and like mm. i think that drives interest right like when this game comes through the fact that this is a game that's been dormant for about a decade you know i think i think you see a lot of that come back around and get pe get people into it and i think when that happens i'll probably be part of the wave right i'll be i'll be down to pick it up this is again capcom as well and capcom lately they've been having a lot of hits and so right now I'm at a place where if I see Capcom's name on a thing, I'm like, at the very least, I want to check it out, mm, right? I might not mm. fall in love with it, but I think Capcom has shown such quality in the last five years that um, based on this demo that I played, like, I want to pick it up and see what the final product is. Do you think it all like. comes down to when it actually launches? I think so, too, because this strikes me as a game that I'm going to grind in. This strikes okay. me as a game that I'm going to want to figure out how far I can take my character, how much can I level up, what kind of equipment slash what crazy class can I adopt so i can like you know get through these combat sequences e easier or have more fun with the types of moves i'm pulling out i will also say that when you press the l1 button um for the fighter character that i was using when you press l1 uh you then like unlock like a bunch of different moves for the face buttons and so like i was pulling out cool combos of pressing l1 and pressing square for like a spin attack pressing l1 and pressing x for like a jump slash like those kind of things um and again it all felt great and it all gets me excited for the idea of what does this look like when I'm holding a different weapon? Or what does this look like when I'm holding a different class? What does this feel like when I'm the archer, right? Am I not climbing these beasts anymore? Am I aiming for their weak spots that way? Um, it's, I, I think it's the kind of game that you go into expecting to put in a lot of time to leveling up your character and investing into that. So if it comes out around a time where it's, oh yeah, there's not much else to play. I could see all of us, honestly, like playing it almost like a Monster Hunter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one thing being that I don't, I don't think it's multiplayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. It strikes me as a single player thing where the online elements are purely about the pawns. Um, but either way, like I think you'd have to It looked interesting in the way, way you talked about it. I was like, oh, I want to try this. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good time. You bring up Monster Hunter. Greg obviously fell in love with Monster Hunter World. Uh, we know Monster Hunter on PSP, don't forget. World 2 is coming eventually. But Greg, what if I wanted to know about Monster Hunter now. That you'd want to play the game Monster Hunter now from Niantic. Listen here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the babies have been beta testing Pokemon Go for too long. All right. Oh, they're throwing balls. Great job. True. Now it's time to get out there and fucking kill some things. And that's what I've been doing in Monster Hunter now. Uh, I was in the beta after SGF, so I got to play. But then I was like, oh, man, actually, this is interesting. Like, let's, you know, all cards on the table. It's a Pokemon Go cl clone, right? Where you're killing monsters and then grinding out your gear and doing these different things. Why not call it Monster Hunter Go? I just don't get it. If you have brand association, mm. why not use that? Well, you know, Capcom, I'm sure, had a say in it, right? In terms of what it was actually going to be and how it is. And I'm sure Pokemon would have a say in it, too, of like, well, we don't want you to think these are actually connected. Like, we don't own Niantic. Niantic's making it for us, but doesn't it? Yeah. I'm sure there's some weird stuff like that. That's all AR stuff that I would never in a million years do. Uh, I just fight them like that right there. Uh, it's fun. It's a, it's a good distraction. I am not obsessed with it. It's very interesting. You know, you are currently on a Pokemon Go bender, Tim Getty. Scary, guys. Of course, Jen and I also went down that way infamously on Kind of Funny, where you heard me talk about Pokemon Go for like, I don't even remember five games cast in a row, right? Where it's all I would be. And we'd walk around with the battery packs and we do all these different things. Um, now, of course, with Ben uh, having a little two-year-old that I'm out walking with all the time, it's not the same of like, I, oh, can, no. I can have my head down on my phone and doing it. So for me, it's actually an interesting one of, oh, I haven't checked in today. And I open it up and I kill a couple monsters while Ben watches cartoons or while I'm waiting for something else here at the office or, you know, going across the street to get some food or whatever. It's not an obsession yet. And I don't think it ever would be. It's just something nice to get into, get the dopamine of, I go in there. There's, you know, again, it's Pokemon Go. You open it up, 
you have the map instead of Pokestops, you have these little like uh, resource things you tap on, you get iron ore or whatever that you're then going to use to incre- uh, uh, level up your weapons, level up your armor. Uh, there are bullshit monsters that are there floating around that you click on, you kill them in two hits or three hits, it's done, but you get resources out of them. Then there's the larger hunts, the one you'd think of, right? You know, your Kuyuluku, the only guy with the rock that I know so well. Rathalos. Rathalos, I haven't run into, but he's he's in it. He's You've seen him or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I think Rathalos is like a legendary Pokemon, like yeah. a legendary monster in Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah. I think it's be a bigger deal monster. to come to, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rayquaza. Yeah, you, uh, you can't just run into a Rayquaza. Those are bigger nowhere. fights, you know. You got to die, and it's, it's fun to control, right? You're just tapping your screen anywhere to slash away, then swipe left or right to roll left or right. You can hold the screen to block or whatever. You have your little items down there. You're building up a super move. Obviously, as you you know start leveling things up you then overgrade them which then gives you new abilities on the equipment new you know new abilities to go off and do things and stuff i'm having fun with it like i said i don't think it's going to be my pokemon go obsession but when i texted goldfarb of like hey are you playing uh, monster hunter 90s like, this is a pokemon go household and he sent a photo of you and him at that moment playing it in the streets of san francisco i was like you know if i had enough time planning i wouldn't mind bumming around for an afternoon with you guys come with us go, man yeah, yeah. next community day for pokemon go. i wonder i'm sure that they coincide with the monster hunter I, stuff they if they to. even have that yeah. yet i don't know if with the, the, that i know they have focus stops i assume monster hunter has like a similar deal yeah we'll see so you're tapping on the, the things to get iron ore but they're like would they would they be the same yeah it is like here's gotcha. this you know park bench or this plaque or whatever yeah, yeah so theoretically you could just play with him yeah of course i'd be i'd be doing the same thing yeah normally. and where we walk normally is like uh, around like from the ballpark to like Ghirardelli square mm-hmm. so along the embarcadero and that's where Niantic's office is mm. and it's Pier 39 so it's like it's like a double whammy of like it is like one of the most densely populated Pokestop locations in the world oh, like yeah. Santa Monica Pier and then Tokyo and then bits of New York and then this little strip so yeah Greg would be hunting the monsters I'm out there doing it but even that it's just like yeah but like do I want to do that because right now it's just a fun thing yeah. to click on and go okay cool what what armor am I going to work on for Jean Viev you know what, 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 what do I want to make get it look here? good I do like uh you know a big part of Monster Hunter I think PSP you can still do it in world but it had different applications was paintballs because what it would be like you'd fight a monster and it was broken up because of loading times or whatever so you'd fight a monster in one area but then it could always run away so if it ran away you'd have to go find it again which you had a time limit and all these things Instead, in PSP, right, you'd paintball it, and then if you it ran away, you'd see it on your map, so you'd know where to go to catch up to it or whatever. This one, if you have Adventure Sync turned on, like your uh, Palico the cat will uh, paintball monsters you pass that you don't even pay attention, just the big ones, so that when you get home like I do and you do finally have time, you can go and just be like, okay, I've done everything in my area, and rather than you know go and walk because I don't have time for that, I can just go fight these three cool. or four monsters that they've stored, and I can get stuff off of that. That's awesome. You're bringing up the whole uh, the loading locations. This is a tangent, but a tangent I want to take y'all on. There's nothing weirder in the world than the beginning of Metal Gear Solid 4. And I know we've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. but you start Metal Gear Solid 4 and it's just weird TV shit. Yeah. David Hayter's there, like switching the channels. It's like, what's happening, right? Fucking weird. But then remember when you had to like install the different chapters in between? And and Snake would sit there and Snake would just smoking. And then we'd always get the weird eggs. The yeah, eggs Sunny cooking cook. the eggs. Yeah, Sunny's I was forget. the eggs. Like, I know Metal Gear's weird. <laughs> There's some shit about that. This was fucking weird as hell. I like. I was. I, I was honestly upset when Barrett played through the PlayStation Now versions and didn't get to see Snake smoke. Damn. <laughs> while you loaded in the next chapter, because like, I'm, that stuck with me. The first time oh, that yeah, happened, man. I was like, 
Oh. Oh, we saw him pl smoking plenty just during the game itself. Yeah, but, yeah, like, but the, it was like a... It was like an install screen of you sitting there for fucking 10 minutes or however long it was, and him just smoking the whole time. And you're just like, mm. all right, I guess I'm going to go outside and touch I some guess, grass. Well, yeah. <laughs> the fact that it would always come back and there would just be like different fried eggs doing shit. Like, I'm sure that there's like Got some, plenty of fried egg scenes as well. The fried eggs oh, are yeah. great, yeah. But I'm sure that there's like some amazing video essays breaking down what that all fucking meant. But like, we well, you, know, you know what it means. Because there was a scene where, isn't there, like, Barry, you can remind me, too. I guess all you can remind me. Don't the eggs combine into one mm -hmm. at some point? Isn't oh, that yeah. to represent the twin snakes? No, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, all as, false as, terribly. As by, by the, the chapter names, too, that are, you know, just yeah. like, you're fucking sunny side up and over easy or whatever the fuck they mm -hmm. are. Two become one. But, yeah, I, I, I wanted, thought those I wanted to go deeper. meant to represent that she was bad at making eggs. I mean, she was really bad at making That's eggs. That's what I'm saying, man. There's... There's a lot going down. Middle East Solid 4. When are we going to be able to play it again? That's the oh, question dude. on everyone's mind. Your collection you know? 2, volume 2. When's Whatever. that coming, though? Never. Next year. We'll see. We'll see. Um, bless. Tim. I don't want to go too long on this, but mm -hmm. Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom yeah. Liberty. We talked all about it last week, but you've now beat it. I have. You have any updated thoughts? I fucking love this game. Yeah, like I, I after beating it and after just now spending more time in Night City, right? I think last week I was around 15 hours. Now I'm around 25 hours into playing the um, DLC, just plus, plus just playing more Cyberpunk, right? And so overall, I'm 45 to 50 hours in. Um, I just, I just absolutely love this game, and I think it's turning into one of my favorite RPGs and one of my favorite just like worlds to exist in in a video game the fact that now i mentioned this in the review last week that like they're throwing around words like choom they're throwing around like all these different slangs and yeah, they're working for you now i'm full i fully bought into it in a way that i never thought i could i i did not like that stuff uh in my first playthrough of cyberpunk i thought it was like corny and like ham-fisted and didn't didn't land as well as i would have thought now that i am this further into it now that i played through the, i think the dlc portion specifically like god that stuff was working for me so well and i am i've hit the point now where i am loving this game as a gt as a gta combined with a deus ex right wow just living in this open world trying to figure out like what's the next best car i can get i, I got a car yesterday from doing a mission uh for my guy el, el capitan and like, he's the guy who's like, you know, you have all the vehicles around the world that you'll steal and then deliver it to him. And then that'll get you a discount on cars. I bought a car that I felt pretty good about. It was like this militarized, super fast vehicle and I fucking love it. Uh, but then I did this, this, did this mission for him where um, he was working with a cop to like get this uh, gear supply thing so that he can help his people. Uh, and I got it and like, I had the choice of like, stay back and help the cop because now the cop's in trouble or do I just leave so I can deliver the gear faster? And of course I stay back to help the cop because I'm a good person. But then also like the cop was mad that I helped him and I'm like, well, fuck you, dude. I could have like left you here to die. But then I delivered the gear, got less, but still got this car that El Capitan gifted me. And this car is sick as hell. Like it looks like, I don't know how to describe it. It looks almost like if you had like a condensed limo. <laughs> like a regular car like a regular sized car <laughs> a regular sized car that almost looks almost like a limo style but then it has guns at the front of it and like the back lights look fucking sick because the back lights are a whole strip that goes across the back like a hearse no not like a is that what a hearse looks like i don't know what, what you described kind of sounds like it a hearse with guns maybe I I, but either way it drives fast and i fucking love this thing um but yeah like i had that and like again it it brings me back to unlocking a cool ass car in gta and being like wow this thing drives this fast is it. this is it uh i'm having that level of satisfaction i beat now both endings of the dlc and both endings hit okay. in a way that like what up 
we still haven't talked about this. We said on Games Daily I wanted oh, to talk to you about yeah, this, yeah, and we yeah. never we then did a million shows and never talked about it. Uh, but I did both endings. Both endings are so different, but they're all they both hit so well. And I I got shocked with some of the content in one of my in one of the endings I did where it's like y'all took inspiration from a different genre and you are pulling this off in a way that is blowing my mind right now. Um but yeah, finished that stuff and had to make for both endings had very tough decisions to make and like heartbreaking decisions to make and that stuff landed super well the way the music swells up in the uh in some of these moments is fucking fantastic and yeah i came away from both endings being like damn they did the damn thing and now i all i have left is for like mainline stuff is to finish the game and do like the new quest that pops after you do the dlc and i am now putting it off so that I can do all the other stuff that I want to do and then finally hit the ending. And I have all these missions that are just um, Phantom Liberty specific content that I'm going through and all that stuff is hitting so well. And so, yeah, like I can't believe how, how, how much this is hitting for me this time around. Like I liked it the first time around, but I love it this time around. And so, um, yeah, that's my Cyberpunk update. Hell yeah. You going to start it, Tim? I, th I think you guys sold me on it last time where I'm like, fuck. The Mission Impossible stuff. Yeah, like that, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the clip I put on Twitter? I did. Yeah. And like, Incredible. I can't, I can't believe, I can't believe that's the same game yeah. <laughs> that I played two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. Uh, let us know in the comments below if you've been playing through Cyberpunk: Phantom Liberty, or if maybe you will now because of Blessings Glowing endorsement. Um, next week we're going to talk about more video games, and Woo! the week after that, and the week after that, because they don't stop here. Everybody, this year has so much more cool stuff. There's going to be a ton of reviews happening, whether it's on Gamescast, PS, I love you, Xcast. We'll be talking about review roundups and everything on Games Daily. It's a great time to subscribe to YouTube.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames and all of our various podcast feeds that we do. Um, and like I keep saying, if you want to support even more, patreoncom slash kind of funny is where you want to go. We really appreciate it, and we will make it worth all of the dollars. Uh, but until next time, I love you all. Goodbye. <laughs>